And if I'm recording like a spank, I spank my ass. You, know? <laughs> or, like, you spank I spank yourself? If there's no one around, I gotta, you know? <laughs> you know, and I put the mic up close and it sounds real because it is real. <laughs> Welcome to Smut Talk, where we cover the spiciest books on Smut Talk, Book Talk, whatever tickles your fancy, with your hosts, Abelina Sabrina and Kate Nickelpatrick. We have a special guest joining us today from a very similar side of the audio smut universe, and that is Mitchell Warren. Mitchell is a voice from a popular audio erotica platform, although today's episode is not an endorsement of any platform, only an endorsement of our pal Mitchell. Hi, Mitchell. Hey, Sabrina. Hello. Kate and I were talking in the previous episode about how big of a difference it makes when it comes to voices in smut. And Mm -hmm. I will say we kind of typically gear towards smut books, but you are now working with a new service called Quinn. What's that about? Um, it's an audio erotica company. We have a around, I think, fifty voices that uh, create their own stories and uh, create their own audios for people to enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, Kate and I were, were listening to some stuff on Quinn earlier, and I don't know if Kate, did you know what you were getting yourself into when you downloaded Quinn for? Um, Research purposes? You mean for four ninety nine? Um, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was going to be like Audible, but just the sex scenes. I didn't realize that it was going to be, I don't know, like a one-sided conversation almost where the listener is the subject matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the all the creators have a ton of um, – free realm like they can do whatever they'd like uh just a lot of the time it ends up being that kind of format for me uh, i think i'm going to get into some more like multiple person audios you know some more deeper stories with uh more people involved but for most creators that ends up being the format they fall into well and sabrina and i obviously didn't listen to the entire app so are there um you know like i heard a few things that were very much like you know, student teacher, or we meet in a bar. Um, But are there things that are kind of more like an audio book where it's descriptive rather than first person? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a a friend of mine just came out with an audio that's like an hour long. But it is, you know, it is more descriptive. There's not much, um, it doesn't come out directly like an audio book. They certainly could if they decided, but most people tend to Bring it, break it down to like a, a script, a first person type script. Mm-hmm. But they get long. They get like very descriptive and very long. Yeah, some of them are like half an hour to an hour. And I, I was, you know, flipping through some earlier today. Mm-hmm. And almost every single one I think was first person. So it, it's so interesting to see that comparison versus like you know typical audible content where you know it's very much a story being told to you not about you kate what do you think (laughs) when you compare those which Um, one do you personally like more i mean i know you've only been checking quinn out like for today but yeah so and just to let everyone know so an audiobook would typically be you know it would be something like he strode up to her and grabbed her around the waist Whereas Quinn would be like, I don't know, kind of someone describing virtually or describing what they would do to you almost. Like um, like you as a person, because even, yeah. even if, a, if a smut novel isn't necessarily like third person, it could be first person, but you're another character. You know, you're whoever the author is writing. But with Quinn, it's definitely, it seems to be talking to you. Yes, like to you right? directly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an immersive experience. <laughs> For sure. I I know that for me, the first time I listened to it, you know, I have my earbuds in. I was expecting an audiobook, which I'm used to, you know, like a descriptive scene. Very used to that. I mean, like, that's what that's what our uh, podcast is about. But yeah, it was like an intimate description right in my ear, which like, you know, (laughs) made me like fan my face like a Southern Belle, I guess. (gasps) Kate, was there like 
one that stood out to you that you're like, okay, I would um, I would listen to this. I liked the book one where, you know, it's like he comes up to you and he's like, oh, what are you reading? You're reading sexy things. Um, <laughs> and, and then there was a, a teacher student one that was great. Mm. Oh, also there was a female narrator. Um, I think it was like something fairy. And yeah, yeah. I just loved her voice. It was like listening to a really nice friend who also wanted you to get off. That is a great description. That's good. Yeah. A friend who wants you to get off? Yeah, like the kindest, sweetest person. Um, You've met Ella Darling, right? She is like one of our friends. She does some porn stuff, but she is like the sweetest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she's the sweetest, kindest person. She's just Mm -hmm. so kind and supportive, um, like a fairy godmother. And that was the vibe I got. (laughs) Fairy godmother cheering you on. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. That's. I'd go for that. That's. The, stuff. the thing is, when you say fairy godmother, I'm picturing the woman from Shrek 2 still. Like, that oh. is the fairy oh. godmother to me. So I don't know if that ruins or helps the image. She's certainly a sex icon over there and far, far away. It, it's interesting you say that, like, if it ruins the image or not. Because some of it's, so much of it's supposed to be imaginative. And I wonder if people knowing what I look like ruins the experience of some of my audios for them you know well you're one of the few voices on quinn who shows their face not everybody does that right no the vast majority don't i think there's only about five or six of us right now that are public uh with our faces and a lot of us it's not like our even our our main job like some of us are actors some of us are just content creators Mm -hmm. uh and just happen to have good voices and um Ended up being a good fit. Yeah. How did you get into this field? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I like posted a video on TikTok with my where I talked or spoke in any way, there was always someone saying, you should look at this website, Quinn. You should call Quinn and ask them if there's an opening for you. And I didn't know what it was until um, until the CEO actually reached out to me. Wow. Oh, she reached out to you? Yeah. Well, I, I knew I could have reached out the whole time, right? But everyone just kept commenting, and I knew they had to be seeing it. So um, I just encouraged them to keep asking them to contact me. And eventually <laughs> she did reach out. And it, um, she's really cool. She's super cool. She's um, Her name's Caroline Spiegel. She's the brother of, uh, I mean, sister of Evan Spiegel, the founder of Snapchat. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's a powerful family. Cool. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So how do you make the leap from, you know, people suggesting this to you to being like, I actually want to do this? Because it is it is very intimate. Um, I, I Honestly, I kind of always saw myself doing something like this <laughs> at, at some point or another. I, re- I was getting my blood drawn like a year ago. And um, I was talking, to, <laughs> I was talking to the nurse and she was like, you seem so nervous. I'm like, yeah, I've just been like in a rut lately and I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I don't know if I want to go to school here or go to school there. And she said, um, you know what? If nothing else works out, you could always be like one of those guys on those sex lines. <laughs> and I thought it was a little inappropriate for the doctor's wow. office, but it was actually really comforting. I was like, you know what? No matter what, I guess I always could do that. And I've kind of just been waiting for the opportunity since then. I mean, well, this is so much better than a sex line. You know, you get to interact with multiple people at once. Oh, it's super cool. It's kind of like a one-way street, too, because you upload and write whatever you want, whenever you want, roughly. Or do you have a a schedule that you have to keep, too? No, no, they're extremely lenient. Um, It's essentially, you know, I I could produce as much or as little as I want, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have pretty much complete creative control all they have are like notes basically on what might be better and it's usually related to audio quality less the actual content um i have complete free range it's uh it's pretty cool you know yeah i will say that there are some people where the mic quality is different yeah yeah that was one of my big advantages coming in i think i knew i could like i I had a, a nice portable microphone i could use i know they offered to reimburse me for audio equipment but um, I just already them? had it. Oh, I, I already had it. I, I felt bad. You should have looked uh, up the amounts. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm too, I'm too honest. I was so excited to work with them. I just like, like for some reason, I thought they would find out. Like one day, they just be like, "We, you already had that. We know it." And I didn't want to ruin the opportunity. But Mitchell, here's the thing: you're the person who people are demanding to hear, apparently, in your own comments and and to them. So they'd be really stupid to mess up their relationship with you at that point if there's already an audience there. <laughs> I. I I maybe a little bit. Um, I think I was a, a decent draw, and I do really good numbers on the app. And uh, but I don't know. I like to stay, stay modest. Kate, didn't you send me a screenshot earlier when you were looking through Quinn about what was the most played? Oh on yeah, Quinn. No, I went to the the voices tab because I was trying to you know just do research for today's episode. And yeah, like your picture is the first thing that popped up, so I screenshot it and sent it to Sabrina. I was like, is this him? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right at the top, like above any of the others. Yeah, they're they're featuring me for right now. I mean, they they treat everyone really like. I think they try to spread it around a lot. Mm-hmm. But because I'm pretty new, I think they pushed me out, made sure I got some traction. But my first audio, I think, is like the most favorited one on the entire app. What is that? Uh, the um, I did a guided masturbation audio for my first one. It was called Talking You Through It. It has like almost 4,000 favorites. And I've, I don't think I've ever seen an audio with that many. I've oh seen like close, but I think it's the most favorite and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I definitely saw that one. Which is solid because <laughs> like the, all the, the other larger ones have been around for, you know, a year or so, maybe even a couple years. So, and I put that up two months ago, I think. So it's definitely, it's been good. I, my voice has done well on there. Do you think that the app has just grown a lot in recent months? Or was it just kind of like a matter of you just really made a difference coming in there? I, I think my I think it was a really good audio, personally. I think it was my... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to take some credit. I think that audio was really, really good. I think it was incredible. Could you talk us through what your process is, like, in terms of coming up with the idea for what what do you call them do you call them like an episode oh the we just call them audios audios so like okay yeah yeah so what is your process like like coming up with the idea for it and then recording it um it depends like if i'm doing something very simple like a guided masturbation or something like that um i get myself in the mindset for it actually it, it, the thing is like the audio is like eight minutes long but i spend maybe eight minutes that's impressive <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> eight That's minutes is good to me. Uh, I got it. It. Takes, it takes like four <laughs> hours of mental preparation to get ready for eight minutes. Same. <laughs> I would definitely take notes. I'd be like, okay, you got to do this and this and this. Oh yeah, no, I do. I create like a framework. I, for my first audio, I watched like two or three hours of like tantric sex guides oh and guided masturbation from women. Um, for women, for, like from women for women, mm-hmm. um, and tried to like embody some of that while I was doing it. And then I spent like an hour drinking hot tea and honey to get my Ooh. voice like warmed up. Mm-hmm. And then I just freestyled for eight minutes. But I was so in the mindset, it felt like I was reading off a script. I love that you're so well informed, though. Like you really did the research. Oh yeah, no, this is I, I really I really like this company. I do think that like audio porn or audio erotica is definitely the future like i believe in it wholeheartedly it's just something it's it's so much more intimate and it's more ethical it's just i i just want to do a good job you know i want to be a part of it and i feel like i'm getting it on the ground floor of something that's going to be really big soon i definitely love the idea like we have a smut podcast we talk about smut we read smut all the time but like this was something that actually made me blush really because especially we were even talking it in the last episode that smut scenes in the novels that we have typically been reading, there's always a certain, uh, they hit like a certain plateau where like once the characters are already together and there's nothing to gain anymore, it doesn't advance the plot anymore, it, didn't, it doesn't advance the relationship between the characters or their development, and the smut scenes get a little bit boring after after a while in some novels, depending on how long the series is, I guess. Uh, so it's it's so interesting that especially Kate, you know, we've we're pretty avid smut readers <laughs> at this point. The fact that this app got you to blush. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, like this was 
this was a lot. Um, I was listening, <laughs> and you know, I'm listening to it. Like, I'm a mom. I was driving around town doing errands and stuff, and like listening to it for research purposes. I actually like took a wrong turn and ended up somewhere <laughs> oh, like totally lost. Um, that's why you took a wrong turn? Yes. I thought you just missed the street. I, it happens all the time. I didn't know it was because you were listening. Do you remember what you were listening to? It was the teacher-student one. Um, really? It was Anonophon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the OG. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's been there since like in- the inception. He's, uh, he's a long-standing member. I think he is by far the most popular on the app. Really? Yeah. I, I think he has like this very dedicated following um, <gasps> that's been there for like years. Oh, Kate, is that the same one that you sent me earlier, That the one that you actually linked me to? Yeah, he did the book one. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, I clicked on that. And you know how people will kind of meme on the comments of, of traditional porn and how like porn comments are just a world of their own? Oh my God, comments on the Quinn app are- There's comments? The, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. They're so funny. They're so funny. You've got to see them. How? I'm thinking about doing a series about them. How do I you see them? Should. Oh, I see okay. them. They just loaded. Okay. Wait, are you looking on the book one? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to see women simp like this in the comments when, you know, like in traditional porn, you're almost always going to see like men in the comments leaving just nasty stuff. Comments. Yeah. yeah. Nasty comments. And Oh my gosh, like I'm looking at the the comments for the book club one by by Ananafun and these women are just like uh, the king is back. I'm so happy mm-hmm. you're back, daddy. I missed you so fucking much, daddy. Girls, daddy's home. <laughs> you, you know, Mitchell, whenever you mentioned like he was the OG, I did think, "Oh, he's the daddy of the app." <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you gotten any standout comments, Mitchell? Oh, I've gotten tons. So like some that have really tripped me up. I, I love them. I've gotten one that was just like I was gardening while listening to this and my like garden turned to mud, which got me. Oh, my gosh. Um, mm. Some of them are really sweet. Some of them are just really nice. Oh. Like, oh, I can I tell you, you really put your heart into this one and I loved it. And I came three times. Oh. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's very sweet. So Very sweet. Is that part of like the motivation for you? Like the feedback that you get? I love the feedback. You put yourself in a vulnerable position to put your voice out there like that um, with the intention of being enjoyed. Um, you want people to have a good reaction to it. So getting good feedback is is huge for me. Like if I do an, do an audio and it doesn't get a lot of comments, I'm like, was this bad? Like, did you guys hate this? Am I weird now? Do you guys not like me? Um, <laughs> it's like a real but, encounter though. You know, it's like a real sexual no, yeah. encounter where you need that feedback. It really is because I, I like really put it out there for them to be very intimate with it, like to put your headphones on, to lay back and be immersed with me there. So if you don't like it, it's like, oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> like I feel act- I actually feel bad. Which of your audios were you surprised that it didn't perform as well as some of your more successful ones? I don't I think I had a surprise underperformance. My, I did have a surprise overperformance. My like show me how audio that I did recently, um, it was one where I you know walk in on someone who's already masturbating and then decide that like I want them to show me how you know they do it kind of thing, um, and I talk them through it and talk them through finishing. So like I I did that because it was just something that was in my head at the time and I didn't have a script, so I. Just I recorded myself opening and closing my door, and then I just riffed the whole thing um, without doing really any preparation. And I was so scared that it was going to sound bad. Um, but then when I listened to it over, like maybe an hour before I like officially sent it in, it was I thought it was like solid. And I was like, okay, this is all right. I hope because like I always worry if I release something bad, then people won't come back because if they have a bad experience then they're going to be more wary of the next one. So I really always want to put out really good stuff. Um, but that audio ended up doing like exceptionally well, like ridiculously well. Okay, but Mitchell, have you ever had a content creator where if they put something out that maybe it wasn't your favorite, did that like make you unfollow them and never come back if you really like them? No, I like immediately <laughs> forgot that it ever happened. Like I just block it out of my mind. I only remember the good things. Exactly. But, but they might hate me. So I got to no. be careful. Mm. Not, not quite. 
No, no. Have you read my comments? They're ridiculous. I, I really? stumbled upon some a second ago. <laughs> yeah, what do they yeah. say? Um, they're very complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a recording that you would recommend that people start with? Mm, mine are much... I didn't know beforehand because it... I didn't do I didn't listen to a lot of other ones, but apparently mine are very explicit. So as a starter, I think my talking you through it is really nice. I think it's I think it's universally liked. <laughs> it's very um non abrasive. Um it's got something for everybody. <laughs> I mean I think it's the most favorite on the app, so it's gotta be good. Really? On the uh, whole app? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause like the most I know the most watched of all of them is Morning Feels by I think it's called Morning Feels by Anonifun. Mm-hmm. And it has like maybe a thousand less than mine does. So it's it's gotta it's gotta be good. But you I guys would are recommend friends. that one. I don't know him personally. Um I don't know anybody who knows him actually. I think he's very very secretive. But um I do know some of the other guys and they're all great people. I was gonna say you mentioned that you recorded your door opening and closing like sound effects oh yeah yeah i gotta say the few that like i was able to listen to today i loved the ones that had that production value in it where it's like sound effects or some people even put like a little bit of ambiance and yeah it's it's so fun to hear it, it makes such a nice difference it, it makes it more immersive Exactly. Yeah, I, I really want to do more of that. But it's interesting. Some people have the opposite opinion. They, <gasps> they, they, they don't like the ones that sounded like they have high production. They like the grittiness and like the um, very simple nature of it. Yeah. Some of the people who do post-production, um, perhaps their specialty lies within the voicing and writing and not in production stuff i don't know it's just some of the some of the effects are, are okay i just it's interesting right they're, they're so fake where it pulls you yeah. out of it is what i think is happening yeah the like the thing is the more you put in the more can take you out of it so like the more they try to add uh if it's all not great then it can really yeah. pull you out of the immersion exactly. so when i went with my with my first ones i wanted to be very simple just because the more stuff that's going on the more they can break it so Mm -hmm. i tried to be simple but as i get better i think adding some you know rain sounds and uh maybe some light ambiance i think it'd be really really good see like stuff like that fantastic but then people will put sound effects of like footsteps or something and it's the exact same steps over and over and over for like half a minute to a minute and it's like you gotta add distance you you gotta add different weights like I, i can see why like foley people you know get paid the good bucks because it's really hard to create sound to make it match what you're really aiming for yeah it's it's and it's really all on the creator like they Mm -hmm. they they do a lot to make it sound nice i mean for me like if i'm recording a door opening and closing sound i have to just do it like Mm -hmm. i don't think i could ever fake it or if i'm recording footsteps i put a microphone next to my feet and i just Mm -hmm. walk around and if i'm recording like a spank i spank my ass you know (laughs) if there's no one around i gotta you know (laughs) You know, and I put the mic up close and it sounds real because it is real. I did have a question about those sort of sound effects um, because there are a lot of like, you know, in the different audios, there's like a lot of moans. There's a lot of sexual slapping noises. Oh, yeah. If you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. So Mm -hmm. how are those made or will that run the magic if we know? Well, (laughs) they're they're made different ways. So like it it can go. It depends on the creator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. some of the sounds are are 100% real. Some are like like for eating out sounds. I know some guys like lick the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, cuz some of the sounds oh. like you know are are quite fake and it's Oh yeah. I, I assumed I people were making <laughs> as, out with as, their <laughs> hands. Like there's a lot of kissing and stuff. What are you going to kiss? Yeah. Yeah, I mean for for me, I took it upon myself to record real sounds so that it wouldn't, you know, sound fake. Mhm. Um, so a lot of mine, I've had like some help, you know, if I want a kissing sound, I'll, I, for some of them, I am kissing someone just to get like, I was very serious about making sure this was good. Like I didn't want to leave anything up to chance. I didn't le- want to have anyone think, oh, your kissing sounds are fake or this sound is fake. <laughs> but so that I just makes all the real. difference. 
it makes all the difference. So I just made it real. Like if I, I was so worried someone was going to say it sounded fake and then I'd have to say, you know, that was real, right? Like that wasn't, that wasn't a bit. That was 100%. Um, so a lot of my sounds are real. Some are fake. A good amount are fake. I'm actually really glad to know that because I assumed that they were all kind of fake. But yeah, that I think that enhances the experience for sure. And then there are, there's an overheard section, which is just like voyeuristic, like just overheard real sex for the most part, I think. I don't know. I don't know what everyone else is doing, but I think a lot of these sounds are easier made real than manufactured. Wait, so are, are you saying that some of these audios are just straight up the sound of people having sex? Yeah, there's a section for, they're oh. called overheards. Yeah. I did wonder if that was like people's actual sexual encounters or if it was a like a production. It can be both. I mean, you just, you never really know. If it sounds real, it might be real. If it sounds fake, it's <laughs> might be fake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's all real if you can believe, you know? You just gotta believe. So we talk a, a lot about like terms for genitalia on here. <laughs> oh um, my God. There's a variety, obviously, you know, for yes, women. There is. There's pussy, cunt, vagina. For men, there's I don't like dick. cunt. I will say that. I don't, <laughs> I don't love that. It pulls me out as soon as I hear that. And it's used in quite a bit of literature. And I hate that one. I think 40% of my job is figuring out different names for vagina. And <laughs> I do struggle with it. It's hard. It's really hard. I find myself <laughs> falling. Like, I'll find myself, like, because I riff a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I try to go off on tangents and maybe edit it later. But I find myself saying cunt, and I'm just like, ugh. Mm. So, it's so guttural. Yeah, it's just the intonation of the word, not even the well, word. Yeah. Some people like it. <laughs> some people some people love it. Some people mm -hmm. go crazy some for people it. Like but I, I, try, I try to make them as, like, at least as of recent, I've been trying to make them as for everybody as possible. Um, like, I haven't done, like, heavy degradation or anything because some people aren't comfortable with that. Um, I've mostly been sticking to praise and things of that sort. But as I get into more of it, I'll be more, I'll do more uh, stuff for people specifically. But like on my roster of names for vagina, <laughs> I think I fall into slit, mm. which I've been told people hate. That's not a fun I, one. No, okay. yeah. I. It's just okay, right? But yeah. it's so hard to say your vagina. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Vagina you know, doesn't work. Um, vagina's out. What's in? Uh, I've heard flower. Um, I don't know how I oh, feel no. about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, no. Oh, my God. I've heard, I've heard. Oh, God. There's so many. Bad, well, because there's also like, you know, the vagina area and then there's the clit. And there's so many bad terminology for both of them. Um, and right. Oh, but that was the point of the flower is that they were referring to the petals and the bud and the pistol. And that, that just well, gets too too much. Okay. But you see, okay. here's the that's yeah. the difference right there. You say flower like it's a good answer, and Sabrina completely recoils oh. off the mic. No, I wasn't saying it like it was a good thing. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this okay. is what I've heard out in the world. In one of the books that I read recently, they they legitimately use this in a sexual context, but they, they called her clitoris her pleasure button. And just immediately, oh, oh, I was pulled God. out of it. Like, what are you doing? And I get it. Because, like, the, the character whose point of view it was from, you know, the woman, she was a virgin and very uneducated in sex. But, like, I guess she kind of knew what the result would be if she, like, touched down there. And so she called it her pleasure button. And it was just, I, I just couldn't stop laughing every time. Like, some of this terminology, or, like, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode where Ice Planet barbarians uh one of the guys called her clitoris a third nipple and oh then then God, it became the clipple and <laughs> he had never seen a clitoris before to be fair i, yeah, I guess but see it, this is a hard job it's, it's a, <laughs> It is a hard job. Oh, God. Or the worst that I've ever heard for vagina. It just makes me laugh. I can't take it seriously. Folds. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> See, okay, but what's a good one? Like, I hear um, the bad ones are easy to spot. Like, I can always find a bad one. But what's what's the good answer here? Because I will genuinely use it. I need, <laughs> I need good answers. Um, that, that should be our question for... For our listeners. I will say, not in regards to vagina necessarily, but like when it comes to like penetration when it's being described, and maybe it's specific to the books that we've been reading. 
I'm probably thinking of like a lot of a guitar, mm-hmm. but it, the way that they describe like when he like fully like jams it in there, it will be described as like something about the hilt. Does that mm-hmm. sound familiar, like, Kate? Jam to the hilt. Or it's just he, yeah, inserting yeah. himself to the hilt, like like treating it like a sword. You know where they don't use the exact terminology, but they just kind of use like a euphemism, like a score, a sword. Uh, and when you say to the hilt, it's like oh, like he's all the, all way, the in. way in. The base of his shaft is in there. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see it. that's such a good point because there are so many terms for penises as well. Yeah, I think I like on. the ones in the smut novels. And again, this is novels. This is not necessarily Quinn, where Quinn, I think, is a little bit more direct mm-hmm. and blunt. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really do like in, in the novels where they don't necessarily name it. I think I kind of like it when they say the length of him sprang mm-hmm. out. And it's like, right. okay, okay, that kind of makes it artsy. No, I, yeah. cool. <laughs> I agree. It's like when they refer to their genitals as an extension of themselves. Um, yeah. Like to use the term that you used earlier, like, you know, he pushed himself up to the hilt inside of me. Yes. Um, yes. You don't have to say my vagina inside of me because that yes. is you. Right. I think that's very intimate. That is much hotter than saying like, oh, yeah, he filled me to the hilt in my vagina. Like that's not <laughs> hot. You got you got to no. say like in you. <laughs> In me. Yeah. Right, right. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to be descriptive and yeah. like written smut. I'm pretty, I'm in a corner. I'm stuck with slit. I mean, <laughs> I don't Story think you have life. to be. It's a hard balance <laughs> because I think like so many terms could give somebody the ick. Yeah, absolutely. Like cut. Oh, the one that absolutely gives me the ick besides cunt, her sex. There have been multiple mm-hmm. novels that I have read and I fucking hate it where it says like, oh, he touched her sex and I don't, I don't like that. That sounds stupid. I've heard recently, and this one's not, I don't love or hate it, but one of the common ones that I've been hearing lately is he, he like touched her in the apex of her thighs and it's mm. like, okay, that's mm. like slightly removed, but I get it. Okay. I'm Cute. thinking geometry. If you go there, it's just a little <laughs> off. Yeah, and like I mean, there's a lot going on in the apex of your thighs, like exactly where you have to be specific. I think right. you could put the pieces together. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, what is your main motivation for making these videos? Is it Sabrina didn't tell me much um, about you, like I so I don't know. Like, is this like um, your main job? Is it a side job? Is it something that you do just for fun? It's like. I would say it's a side job, um, but I can see it being something I do forever in some capacity. Like I it's, can see it's that. just, it's just something I, I kind of enjoy doing now, and it just it pays well, and I'm <laughs> I'm happy to do it, and I love the feedback, and I I, I can't I don't hate the attention. It's nice. <laughs> I don't hate the feedback and recognition. It's really cool. Well, because, I mean, you're originally a, a TikTok, you know, content creator. And I feel like when it comes mm-hmm. to content creation, the fact that, like, you're putting stuff out there, it is kind of, it, it feeds into something for a lot of us where you do want validation to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's validating for this part of myself that, mm-hmm. like, I didn't always like. Like, I, I wasn't always thrilled about my voice. It, it no? really made me stick out in, like, middle school and high school. Because my voice, my voice changed when I was in about seventh grade, Oof. and um, it got me a lot of good attention and it got me a lot of bad attention. And I just hated how, like, I would I would raise my hand in class and it would sound like I was narrating something. <laughs> it's just, it, I didn't like to stick out in that way, and it just made me feel pompous. I didn't like it. <laughs> so it's something I've had to like come to terms with and to get the feedback from Quinn of people not just liking my voice, but coming is great like it, it, it it's it it's nice it feels good to be validated in that way but do you find it arousing to record these things oh 100 yeah. percent. <laughs> when i was initially talking to them about potentially doing it the only way it was going to work is if that was the case because if i if i felt any other way i don't think i could stick to doing it um at this rate i'm doing like at least one every single week oh my so um I don't think I could produce at that level if I didn't enjoy doing it. Once a week? Whew. Yeah, sometimes twice. It's a big commitment. 
do you find it hard? Like, what happens if you don't have that inspiration? So far, it hasn't been hard to find it. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a lot of the times it comes from personal fantasy. Like, I might just be walking down the street and think of something, and I just keep it in the back of my head. Like, like, like you would just keep any erotic thought in your head that sounds interesting. And now it's something I think of all the time because I have this motivation to do so. But um, now when I have a, a thought that I think could be necessarily hot, I hold on to it and I just save it for later. So I've got a good few. When you say a thought, is it just kind of like the beginning of a string and then it leads on to something else when you actually work on it later? Or is it like a thought of like the whole, the whole concept of your next audio? Uh, sometimes it can just be like a phrase um, that like leads me into something. Like for my second audio, I've been waiting all day for this. I just thought that sounded hot. Like I just was, I was, I, the way I said it, like I've been waiting all day for this. Like just the way I thought of it in my head, I was like, I can make a whole audio based on that one phrase. I just started with that and then I riffed for I think nine minutes and uh, it was there. That was it. So a word or phrase or a scenario, like a location or a setting or something like that. And then I can just riff from there. Is there like a particular atmosphere that you try to create with your audios or does it kind of vary? So far, I've tried to keep it very relaxed, very soothing, very easygoing, nothing too intense or maybe like a a very conservative rising intensity, nothing too quick, nothing too intense. I try to keep a relaxing atmosphere. I thought a lot of the ones that I listened to were very almost cozy. Um, you know, yeah. they weren't very challenging. They wanted you to be in kind of a safe space. Very intimate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the goals of Quinn as well is to create a very comfortable space. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's more for like the, I, I think women have a large, uh, hard time with traditional pornography Absolutely. and that it doesn't necessarily seem enjoyable. <laughs> well, because a lot of typical pornography is really geared toward the male gaze, the cameramen, the producers, the directors or whatever. A lot of them are going to be male and like a lot of the porn made for women, mm. you know, it's made very cinematically, but they're still kind of geared towards the male gaze. And it's just... Yeah. Yeah, but with with audio stuff like smut books, it's a lot of it is kind of reliant on your own imagination. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, this like male-dominated porn could be so geared toward the male gaze that it's almost traumatizing to look at from any other perspective. I only like men who have no faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Do you mean in like book porn? Like you would prefer them to like not have a face? No, just I feel like in traditional porn, just you just never see the guy's face. Like it's always cut <laughs> off. I mean, that. <laughs> yeah, you learn to be attracted from the neck down. <laughs> no, I I totally agree with your point, Sabrina. Um, I think like traditional pornography isn't very appealing to women, which is why we see this yeah. rise of um smut on TikTok and other places. You know what else it also is though? A lot of the smut that we enjoy are written by women and so a lot of these male characters they're you know a man written by a woman so they really nail what we want to see what we want to hear and especially if they choose like a good narrator for like the male parts of the book Mm -hmm. chef kiss and mitchell i'd love to hear your take on this but we talk about how men and women write sex scenes differently oh my gosh yes so what do you think the the difference is That's a tough one. I don't know. I think part of my personal appeal is that I've always I feel like I feel like I can tap into it a little bit of what um what a woman might want to hear or want to see or want to imagine. Even myself, I stopped watching traditional porn uh when I was like 14 or 15 uh, cuz I just I genuinely thought this is going to be bad for me. Like I I can tell that this is <laughs> like so overstimulating for such certain things what tipped you off i i felt like my own body chemistry was being ruined like i felt like i had like there's a certain sexual rhythm that i like to get into or like a a chemistry that i like to have with someone Mm -hmm. and i think the one-sidedness of traditional pornography and just like watching someone get drilled on Pornhub it just kind of it leaves a lot to be desired for that aspect of sex where mm-hmm. you're actually connecting 
and sharing an experience sort of thing, you know? So I feel like that helped me a lot in figuring out what exactly women want to hear from my audios. I really tried to make it more intimate, a more alluring experience than the more very, very visual and guttural ask like I, I like if i talk to other men about what they think about during sex they i think most would say just about like nothing like what? We're, we're yeah <laughs> like i think most of us are just looking at areas or body parts ah. like for mm-hmm. me um <laughs> i remember um i think when i was like 18 or 19 i was you know running around having fun and I found myself like doing the same thing where I just looked at one specific body part while I was having sex and that was it. Like I didn't have any real connection, didn't have any real, I mean, I had good chemistry and things were nice, but when it came time for me to be as aroused as possible, mm-hmm. I was just looking at one specific body part and going through the motions and I wasn't, my mind was totally clear. I'm just looking at ass basically. <laughs> That's it. You know, so there's a... The visual component for men is so huge. I, I think we have a very hard time imagining what we're trying to get out of it, you know? I'm actually really impressed, Mitchell, that you were able to identify that at such a young age. That is very young to notice that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of what got me so excited about doing this with Quinn is because I had experience with audio porn. Because when I got away from traditional porn, I was listening to audio porn and I was using my imagination oh. and I was... Um, trying to find ways to like be more in touch with myself. So I don't, I don't know what exactly sparked that interest in me at like 15. I think I just thought I was gross for some what? reason. You thought you were gross? I think I was just getting into like, there's this, there's this pipeline men fall into with pornography where like you stop um, getting excited by uh, traditional things and you start to go deeper and deeper and deeper until you're watching foursome, fivesomes, gangbangs, bukkake, whatever, like just going crazy. And to the point where, and I think a lot of men will say this, they, after they finish, they just feel disgusted with themselves. I've heard that. That's post not clarity, is it not? Yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> bit of that. And I think that post not clarity and then looking back and seeing a screen with like someone just who's been demolished or even hurt in some way, it's just Ooh. uncomfortable. So oh. like, I think once... Like, as a teenager and, you know, being disastrously horny all the time, (laughs) I saw myself falling to these, like, just more and more grotesque videos. And I was like, I got to figure something out. This is like, this can't be, this can't be correct. Like, I got to, I got to take some time and just, like, center myself here and see if I can't connect better. And I think that, like, that honestly changed my life a good bit. Like, to be real, it really, um... It helped me just kind of center myself as a, as a teenager, as a horny male teenager. Um, those sort of thoughts can really dominate your life, especially in high school around people and the way you interact with people. I, I do honestly think that after I stopped watching porn, I did change. I think most fifteen year old board boys might have a porn addiction. Uh, I would I would check it on, on that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like porn can be damaging to a certain degree. Yeah, I think a, as an adult you have a lot more control over what you watch and how you might experience it. But as a developing adolescent, I think it can do a lot, a lot of damage. So, you know, as an adult, I feel like perfectly fine telling anyone they can indulge in whatever they like because they have that fully developed brain and that foresight and that understanding. But (laughs) when it comes to like a teenager or uh, someone just developing, I think it could be really dangerous to be, indulging in traditional pornography or because i especially with the internet and it being the wild west as it still is you can really get into some terrible terrible shit uh and young boys will find it teen boys uh find a way i know that when people are probably like producing porn or whatnot like you expect like yes the audience is 18 plus but you know that there's impressionable teenagers also on the internet you know scouring for this you know i would say like I don't know the actual statistics, but in my heart, I feel like it's the majority, you know, the people who actually <laughs> oh. have time to That's watch true. pornography is someone who's in high school. Yeah. I think people are just finally getting sick of like traditional pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Especially women who have <laughs> just very little interest in whatever men are producing. Yeah. 
Um, do do uh, men typically do better on the app? Uh, yeah, as of now. Just because the uh, user is mostly women. User base is mostly women, I really? believe. Um, but I do know of a lot of men that listen to me. Um, so there is a male user base and a non-binary user base. I think they want to develop their male user base more. Mm-hmm. But um, as of now, I think women don't do as well. Really? I, I noticed yeah, so just, many women on the app. There are a lot. There are a lot. Because I think they, of the audience that they're talking to, they really enjoy it. And it's definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Um, as the app grows but right now the men predominantly do very well that's so interesting i think they definitely want a larger uh male audience for women and women for women uh but it's just it's new you know there's not it hasn't been around too long Uh, it makes like perfect sense why women would turn to this app but at the same time i did think that there would be a lot of male users just because i feel like men are more horny is it equivalent in terms of like the the voices on there are there more male voices than female voices there there's actually a pretty decent split i don't know the exact percentage but there are a lot of female creators i know there are men on the app um but they i know they listen to me i don't know how much they listen to the other women i think the the women audios are more women for women Mm -hmm. yeah well you know and and i wonder if that's if that's the difference why there's possibly more of a female audience because male if you know they're looking for porn i feel like the male gaze is a little bit more visual so they're just going to go to traditional porn outlets where i i can see why this would be a little bit more female heavy yeah i feel i feel like for a lot of women this can be the default for them but for men it would be a little bit more exploratory like it would be out of their comfort zone to listen to audio which is funny you know because it's it's it, audio seems less um, intense, but for a man, it's like it's very intense to go out on a limb and like just try to listen to something and use our imagination. Yeah, it'll be it, more it, of a it, challenge for you. It, it is. It's a, it's a huge challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so intimate. Like I feel like it occupies the space in between porn and I don't know, like in, something like OnlyFans, where you're interacting directly with somebody. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a lot of direct interaction on Quinn. And I don't think that'll change. I think it's like, it's almost like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's no way to like, that mean comments are the closest you'll get. And I can't reply to those or anything. Oh, good. That's kind of nice though. You know, it removes any pressure. I think so too. I mean, I, I, I really like the anonymity that comes from it. Like you don't have to know what I look like unless you really want to go out of your way and find out. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I think I have a creator spotlight that's going to come out eventually um, that, you know, has an interview with me. And I'm like a little shaky about it. I was like, I don't know if I really want to know people to know. It'll probably be inconsequential, but I don't know. I like the anonymity. I like that people only know if they want to know. Do you have people in your real life that now know what you do? Oh, yeah. Just about anyone close to me knows mm-hmm. um and then a lot of because i post about it publicly on my instagram yeah. um that has like all my old friends on it it's actually how i found out like this girl i had a crush on way back listens to me oh, wow. um, some old old flings listen to me some old friends listen to me it's it's actually decently popular amongst my my old friends so that's it's good it's good for my numbers <laughs> do you like that or we would you prefer it to be strangers Mm, I I I like it. I I think it's cool because the the ones that from my past that do listen are definitely the kind of people that would really appreciate it. Like they see it as like they're definitely people who wouldn't be interested in traditional porn mm-hmm. and are happy to be able to have this outlet and are interested in the fact that it's me. I feel like that's the benefit of having like a large TikTok presence too. People are gonna gravitate to Quinn. Yeah, no, I think I've converted a lot of people to Quinn. Um, like I've I've had people in my DMs from December, so way before I even heard of Quinn. And then I'll find out that they're following them or they DM me saying my audio is good and stuff like that. So definitely OG fans are now listening to audio porn, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't already follow Mitchell, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mitchell Warren with an underscore in between. You can find me on TikTok. Um, I'm I'm femso freedom fighter right now, but that might change to Mitchell Warren at any time. Okay, I noticed you kept flipping back and forth. What happened? I hate that name. <laughs> That's your it. name, or are you talking about femso? Femso freedom fighter. Oh. I hate it. I hate that name. <laughs> but you just took it back. Yeah, because I didn't want anyone else to take it, and I thought it'd be funny for a bit. I there Hassan Piker um, said my name in a stream. No said way. Femso freedom fighter. Yeah, because he was doing a, like a TikTok review or whatever thing. So I wanted to use it in a video. Mm. That's the only reason I changed it back. Also, I didn't want to have Mitchell NYC anymore. That was dumb. I don't even like New York City that much. <laughs> it was kind of dumb. It was so dumb. <laughs> I, fucking, I hated that name. I was drunk when I changed it. And then I couldn't change it for 30 days. So I had to pretend like I was cool with it. But I, wasn't, oh. I hated it. Cause, but... um. I want to change it to just my name, just Mitchell Warren. Mm-hmm. Okay. Branded. So do you think you're going to gravitate to Mitchell Warren on all platforms eventually? I think so. I like that it's not my real, real name mm-hmm. <laughs> because then I can have a private life with my actual real name. Yes. Um, and people can't just Google me if they meet me at a Starbucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that it's you know still connected to my actual name. So it's, it's good. I think Mitchell Warren is going to end up being what i use everywhere it does erase some of my jewishness a little bit though oh that's I right liked, you're jewish yeah I, my last name is jewish so people who are jewish now <laughs> so i kind of did some erasure there so i'm just gonna put star of david's on all my profiles so people can't be confused all right well thank you for joining us were there any was there anything that you wanted to say specifically while you were here if i have to i would say audio porn is the future get in now (laughs) yeah audio smut for the win. i know kate reads her smut i listen to my smut (laughs) and you make your smut look at us us. who would have thought (laughs) not me Join us next time as we venture deep down into the underworld. Brush up on your Hades and Persephone's lore with Neon Gods by author Katie Robert. See you there!